Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Emily. And my name is Andrew. And we're here this week with Vanessa Wheeler, otherwise known as Vava. Thank you, thank you. Thanks for having me. We're, I'm in we're the, really excited to finally trying get to order you a on breakfast the burrito. <laughs> yes, breakfast burritos. <laughs> breakfast, it went out. Breakfast goals. <laughs> so you followed Andrew's advice. Yeah. But I also want them to bring me coffee. <laughs> so there, that's there's a limiting factor there. Mm-hmm. Whereas some people just, you know, they're they have the burrito thing, but they're not doing coffee. The end. Yeah. Well, breakfast I mean, push comes to shove. Breakfast burritos are just the elixir of life. So mm-hmm. I feel like it'll wake me up or put me to sleep, and either is fine at this. <laughs> either way, it's living your best life. Yeah. I am certainly going to need to take a uh, disco nap at some point today. Um, mm. I'm supposed to be, supposed to be, fingers crossed. I've made myself not get excited. I'm not supposed to, I'm not going to get excited until doors open. I'm supposed to be playing my first live gig in front of other human beings tonight. Oh, what, what? my God. Since, since March 1st of 2020. <laughs> I feel like I need to point that out. Not ever. Since March 1st, since COVID, since Dallas, Texas, uh, Sunday Crush is playing Connor Byrne tonight. That's where we met. Yeah. What a great yeah. place. That is a great little place. So it's, um, you have to bring your proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test from within the past 48 hours. And you have to mask up. So I have my fun little... I think I'll, I think I'll have to put on contacts for this, so that'll be an interesting one. But it lights up. Oh, oh. that Light is up. that is for that is for the stage, my friend. Well yes. done. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's it like looks it's very thick, though. Are you going to pass out? <laughs> you know, I might. <laughs> I might. <You> might. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's worth uh, it for the show. The show yeah. must go on. I'll I'll have backup mask that won't be as uh, thick, <laughs> but um you know I'm excited I'm well rehearsed I have my pedal board ready. Um, What's on your board? On my board, thank you for asking the nerdy question. Yeah, yeah. I have my uh, Ernie Ball volume pedal tuner uh, going into mm-hmm. my Maris Enzo, going into Ooh. my uh, electronic audio experiments halberd. That's going into my uh, Dusk by Dr. Scientist, uh, which is going into my Bookworm Effects uh, Diving Bells. That's a dual overdrive and distortion. And that is going into my Caroline Effects Somersault. That goes into my Albi. And that goes into my. Albi is a chorus? Too. Albi is a, a multi mode uh, modulation pedal. I think I have it to. A re- mostly reverb setting with a bit of, uh, I think it's got a bit of a chorus mm-hmm. and delay, a light delay on that one too. Yeah. Just a little flavor. <laughs> yeah. I'm mostly using it as a bit of a reverb. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So lots of, lots of things in there. I'm, it's the first time I'm using uh, any sort of envelope filter with uh, Sunday Crush. So it's, but they're, they're, which one's, they're which one's the envelope filter? The dusk. Mm-hmm. So it's a multi-filter. Yeah. That's exciting. Oh, does it wow. do like sequencing? Like 
like those little sounds. <laughs> it can. I'm not. I'm not choosing to do that. Just a pretty straightforward envelope filter uh, sound going up. Lovely. So, yeah. Man, I wish I could be there. Yeah. Terrified I of flying. Streaming. It. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Did you drive for your tour? Uh, no. I. I mean, I. I've done both. Mm-hmm. But that particular one, I I um I called it the weekend warrior tour because I was just taking the weekends and flying to Portland, San Francisco. Um, I did drive to San Diego, um, but mm. and then to Seattle, yeah. But I tell you what, that turbulence—it's a doozy. <laughs> you know, I don't like turbulence either, but um, turbulence does help planes fly more efficiently. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And that helps me in here when I'm experiencing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes, I mean, but sometimes the things that help you in here don't help you in here. Yeah. <laughs> See, the way I rationalize it is if I sit at the back of the plane because when was the last time you heard of a plane backing into a mountain? Right, right, right. It's impeccable <laughs> logic. <laughs> Although you do get a lot of the uh, the tail movement. Anyway, we won't go into my fear economics. Um, <laughs> I will say, Andrew, the reason I don't like to sit in the back of the plane is because it's he's loud. so much closer to the bathrooms. Mm. It just doesn't smell good back there. I like personally sitting like nearest to the wings because it just that Instagram shot looks so much better that way. <laughs> I don't. I like to sit in the aisle. Oh, I'm yeah. a window seat person all the way. I like to stretch my leg out in the aisle, just the one. <laughs> trip people as they're walking by i'm like just short wasn't enough. me hey you know like i'll put like my bag underneath my seat and as long as i've got enough like to scooch it over i can get one like extended all the way out to like that bumper underneath the seat in front of me mm-hmm. and that like mm-hmm. i can get my knee completely stretched out and then i recline I a little bit and just completely pass out if i was okay. like literally if i was one inch taller i don't think it'd work yes all those i'm not gonna say you're tight i'm not gonna say it <laughs> Five foot six and a half, five foot seven on a good day. That's that's my my height as well. I really mm. want to get my leg like up to We're this all the same point. Height. Oh, we are. We should start a band. Yeah, <laughs> the band called Five Foot Seven. Yeah, <laughs> Andrew on drums, me on bass because I'm the least good guitarist. Well, I'm well. the worst bassist. So yeah, it's really a tragedy. I love it so much. I wish. I, I was in the studio the other day, and the, my, the the guy whose studio I was in, he was like, can you just lay down this bass part? Because he had his kids <laughs> in there. And I'm like, are you sure you want me to do this? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you play He's guitar. Like, it's just, it's just, you know. It's guitar without strings. the bottom two strings. It's the same thing, man. It is not. <laughs> turns out it's not the same thing. That this, I was talking to my my friend uh, Francisco, who is the, who plays bass and produces a lot of stuff for me. And he... And I were saying like, there's like a space, it's called the pocket. And it's like a mile long. And when you're trying, when you really get into the bass, you realize, where do I, you're like, where do I place this note? And it, it's just like, it feels too big. You know, the possibilities are endless where, yeah, you know, that minimalism just really doesn't compute in my brain. Or you could just be like (laughs) Elvis Costello's bassist. During the attractions period and just solo the whole fucking time. Yeah, noodles. Yeah, that just really is. It really pisses me off. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. 
No, yeah. uh, drums was my first instrument. And so like finding a bass player I could, I could vibe with and just sit in that pocket. Just some of the, the most fun I've ever had playing music is just playing the same thing over and over again, but just sitting in the pocket, completely vibing. Once yeah. you're locked in with a bass player, there's just something in the magic there that I can't describe. I always yes. think that so, like to be a good musician, like to be a well-rehearsed musician, you have to be the kind of person who's uh, doesn't get bored playing the same thing over and over and over and over. It's me. <laughs> you get bored playing the same thing over and over and over and over. Um, yeah, boredom wow. is a is a major. Sorry, the light is so dramatic right now. I'm sitting in front of a window. I feel like um, you have a quest for us. <laughs> Um, yeah, boredom is, is one of the more difficult things for me. That's why I think for a long time I was just writing really intense guitar parts because I'm trying to write a song. The songs are, you know, I'm trying to be more within the pop structure, but I'm like, man, I can't, I can't do this for much longer. I feel it just feels not exciting. And yeah. part of the process of getting through that is is just listening to a lot of music and knowing you don't want to hear a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> like sometimes sure. you do, but um, yeah, but it's, it is hard for me. And it turns out like playing the simple songs on stage is a lot more fun because <laughs> yeah. you're not st stressed out about what the fuck you're going to play. Right. Can I swear? Yeah. I yeah. I, I mean, I've been swearing. <laughs> okay. This isn't, this ain't no FM radio. <laughs> We used to bleep things because Andrew requested it, and then I just stopped doing that because then Andrew kept cussing. I'm like, if you're going to make more work for me, then fuck this. <laughs> I kept it to one an episode, and we timestamped. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. Honestly, when we moved <laughs> to video, I was like, this is too much work. And sure. And I stopped. Oh. It was fun, though. We, we meowed with that, uh, or we had bleeped we it bleeped out with, with cat meows. meows. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun while it lasted, but then I just, I didn't have the time. I also like replacing swear words with the word smurf <laughs> as it like, or just using it as a euphemism. Like I smurfing hate that, or I'm going to smurf you right now or, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's weird and fun. <laughs> sure. Right, that's I'm actually gonna, a good one. Thank you. Thank you. I hear that's popular among blues players. That's a load of horse smurf. <laughs> smurf Bull players. Smurf. Because they're blue, anyway. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, what would a Smurf pedal sound like? Envelope filter. <laughs> mm. With mm. only one mode. <laughs> Go down. <laughs> Love it. Well, it would be blue. Is that is that the color that? That that blue is in your brain would not be chorus. Oh yeah, well that's a thing. Strymon released the uh, Zelza. Yep. And it was it was purple, and I, that to me was like a clear sign that there was going to be something like funky about it. Like it's going to yeah. be an envelope filter meets yep. um meets a uh, you know synth some kind of synth pedal. Um, yeah, I it's like a fancy phaser flange chorus thing definitely a f phaser right which i associate I with orange be, 
Yeah. It's almost the same color as their flanger. Right. The the orbit. Yeah. And the same just, size. Just the deeper purple. Mm. But, Zelza was an interesting name choice. Do we know where that comes from? No idea. It's a biblical thing. Is I it? I kind of Googled the name. Zelza meaning... The biblical name is the meaning... <laughs> In biblical names, the meaning of the name Zelda is noontide. Huh. Yes. I don't know um, what the noontide re- reference is. The name Zelda only occurs once in the Bible. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, the verb be dazzling or sizzling. Ooh, there we go. <laughs> that makes sense. Glow, shade in the heat of the sun. Ooh, there you go. Shade yeah. in the heat of the sun. Shade in the heat of the sun. I like I that. I gotta say, from what I've heard, I really, I love that depth knob. It like changes everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like widening the stereo field is uh, very sexy. Very yeah. sexy sound. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of stereo, but I, I, I'm not sure I'm sold because, because I'm, I don't know. I think phaser, I think of like a phase 90, one knob, that's mm-hmm. it. And that's the sound that I associate with. So I, I'm sure it's the sort of thing I would need to sit down with and really dig into to figure out whether or not I gel with it. But yeah, I like that. There's a, a sweep called the barber sweep and the description is similar to the visual effect of a barber pole. <laughs> Right. Continuously rising or falling. I I was hoping that they would say barbershop quartet. I know, right? Sound (laughs) of barbershop. (laughs) Well, I mean, my understanding is like sort of similar to that, where it's like you've got multiple frequencies that set mount apart from each other that are accentuated, and so as it scales up, they'll kind of follow each other. And as like if it's an ascending barber pole, as the top one passes the twenty k hertz. And disappears, it starts over the bottom. So it sounds like it sounds Ah, constantly going up, even though you're playing the same note. Just the ascending accentuations. That's a vibe, so to speak. My favorite Mm -hmm. orange pedal that is kind of of, uh, a phaser, but also please excuse the dust on it. I just, have you seen these Enterprise Enterprise? pedals? No. Uh, It's by VFE. They're no longer a pedal company anymore, but... Mike gave me this pedal before he departed uh, Los Angeles, and it is unbelievable. It does like univibe and phase, and it just feels like magical in that way. And it's the fully analog thing. And I just I want I want to do like a comparison between like an orange you know phaser and the Zelza. I think. I think the psychedelic stuff is definitely coming back in into music. Yeah. And I like Subtly. that. I think a little psychedelia goes a long way. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, it can definitely like touch. eat up your sound. We can have a little psychedelia as a treat. Not <laughs> too much. An edible treat. I uh... A little salami as a treat. <laughs> I do like salami. No, I, I spent a bunch of time last night, um, Friday night, get home from the day job, and I'm going to go to my room. And uh, I played with the, the EQD pyramids. Dope. And that pedal is insane. 
<laughs> yeah, I've got that on my main rig sitting right here behind me. So I just kind of was toying around with that and some distortion sounds. And I went everywhere from shoegazy stuff to just, I dialed in for like a, I got it sounding actually pretty close to how I, how I remember small clone sounds in my head. And so it was like, mm. oh, I haven't played Nirvana in a while. Let's do that. And so, <laughs> um, yeah, just like a whole range of, and then all the way into kind of hitting, I knew that I had hit psychedelic when the door started shutting in the house and realized I just closed <laughs> the door open at high volume. Um, yeah, no, that, that was fun. Yeah. What settings do you normally use on that? Uh, so I, I really like the, 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 the through zero setting a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also like the, uh, the, the random setting where it's like that, like it arpeggiates the flange yes. sound. That's just, yeah, that was my favorite sound on it. Yeah. It's the I, most unique. What I really like using that one for is if I'm playing around with ambient sounds and just turn up the delay. So I've got an avalanche run that sits right after that. So I'll do mm. really long delay, um, um, like in between uh, repeats, uh, mm -hmm. with the on reverse delay and just kind of let that sit quietly in the background. And then I'll just dial in the, the random setting just quietly in the background and just adds a really nice sparkle touch to ambient layers. Yeah, that is nice. You put it after. Uh, flange, I put before. the fl flange, flange before. before um, and then before that, I've got the, the organizer as well. Oh, very sparkly. Very sparkly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also have one of those around here. But yeah, flange is, uh, is one of those um, spice spices, right? Yep. <laughs> On the, the flavor of <laughs> guitar palette. Uh, it's one of, like, if it's there, like, you don't always notice that it's there, but as soon as, like, you realize that the guitar player is playing with flange, like, I've been listening, like, there's a band Silverstein that I really like listening to for forever, and it finally hit me, like, wait a minute, they use a flange on their guitar sound for, like, and now I can't stop hearing it now. What's the, what's the feeling? It's kind of like, I want, I want it to be felt, not heard, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yep. Like, is it a stereo field thing? Is it, like strange cut it's just a color it's just a color to it yeah it's like a slight filtering color that just sounds right i have this uh solid gold effects oblivion that i've been oh, meeting oh yeah, yeah yeah i've been meaning to do a demo with this for for ages um me too <laughs> and i you know i finally quit my job so i'm like okay i'm gonna be messing around with this but i want to really i want to put it on drums I feel like mm. that's that'll be an interesting spice to put in a recording. I love phaser on drums. Like I think you haven't oh, sure. lived until you put a phaser on like, a drum machine. That's one of my favorite things to do, like on in the world, I think. Yeah. I love the ghost facts from Dwarfcraft devices on, on a drum machine. I think more Ooh. than anything in the world. Ghost so many facts. bleeps and bloops. Yeah. I'm gonna put that in my notes. Yeah. They I actually I really like their pedals a ton. I just haven't had any. Yeah. I wonder if there are any on reverb right now. Oh, facts. Was there a flange that recently was released or is that the, you were talking about the um, spaceman and it was some, it wasn't the Aurora, but the, 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 the Delta, Delta Two, that was their harmonic tremolo. Tremolo. Yeah, so the Spaceman 
Delta 2 is... Let's find their website. Oh, gosh. It's... Where is their... Oh, man, their website's pretty far down there in the rankings. Um, what was the... What was the pedal you mentioned before? It was a phaser you loved uh, to put on a drum machine. Ghost Facts. Ghost. Dwarfcraft Devices Ghost Facts. I got it over here. Oh, Dwarfcraft. You have to say that in the voice of Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the version I have. There aren't any on reverb right now, unfortunately. But you can control the poles. Lots of fun control nice secret secret modes and stuff. Oh yeah, big fat boys. <laughs> nice pause. Ooh. Assignable expression controls. Oh man, this yeah, thing is that, really uh, fun. Having a pause or like a ramp feature or something to just kind of like toggle in between two different sounds is is actually quite nice yeah. for that for that moment where you just want to sprinkle. Mm -hmm. Your spice. <laughs> Sprinkle the spice. Be, be your own little salt bay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Indeed. <laughs> yes. Speaking of pedals with fun ramps, holds, and havocs, uh, this week's episode of the Get All Set podcast is sponsored by Caroline Guitar Company. Uh, as I mentioned before, I have the... <laughs> The Somersault, their chorus and vibrato pedal on, on my board. One of my secret sauce parts of uh, my board is the Somersault. On our song, Good Boy, the Sunday Crush Band, uh, our hit song, Good Boy, uh, I really loved their, uh, their, I forget what the switch is called on that, but they have a switch on that that will max out uh, rate and depth. And I really love using that on the chorus on Good Boy. So go down. Da, 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 da. Oh, it, it does like hilarious. a fast. That sounds fun. It's really fun. Does it do it to a particular tempo or it just, just goes nuts? Max, max, okay. right in depth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So it's just very I always wanted one of those. Yeah. <laughs> I love the look of it. <clears throat> I think he released one in like a lilac color. Yeah, I have the. That one was um, hot. The dark, the the initial release so that had like a lilac print, mm -hmm. and it was a darker color, but uh, great pedal. I know this Love isn't it. like directly rate related to like the 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 pedals themselves, but because the havoc feature is uh, such a staple for Caroline in my head, like I've always in the back of my head. Hi. <laughs> oh, I'm being brought coffee. Um, oh, lucky man. <laughs> Thank you. Who's bringing like, us our coffee, want? Vanessa? Thank you, Melissa. It's okay. Why don't we get a coffee? Um, oh, sorry. To it, train of thought. Uh, you remember, it's one of the car insurance companies that does like the mayhem character. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I think it would be really fun to do like Havoc, do like a Havoc character for a, for a commercial for, for Caroline. That's brilliant. Oh, that would be funny. I, it'll I, just be Philippe. <laughs> <laughs> With like a bandage around his head or something. I think that would be amazing. That'd be funny. I think he'd be into that. Philippe, oh, do yeah. it. I'll do film it, you. Philippe. Where do, do you it, live, Philippe? Philippe, <laughs> Philippe do, it. Do, it, do Philippe. it. do it. Do it, Philippe. Do it. Do it. 
man. Just like somebody playing their guitar cleanly and he like comes along and like, I'm Havoc. <laughs> You'll never know when Havoc strikes or something. Don't you want to be able to control the Havoc? Yeah. So check I out do. Caroline Guitar Company. Love them. Yes. Oh. Now i got to buy one. Oh, can we talk about the old blood noise, the newest reverb freezing thing that I think is so lovely? Sunlight? Yes. And also the, did they do like a metallic pink on that? Something about the paint yeah, is so, so gorgeous. They it's did like two, two colorways to launch. I oh, think they had like a green, I saw. I just assume like they didn't do it paint. in orange because nobody tagged me in it. Fair I, assumption. I just keep getting tagged on Instagram like anything that's orange. Yeah. Well, it's you know, it's, it's a good, it's, you know, the thing about like liking something a lot and telling people is that then you get tagged in it all the time forever yeah. or people just start sending you things. That's oh, why. Like this orange guitar behind you. Yes. Yeah. I, okay. I have a slight obsession with the color orange. I have I have a pink and orange guitar. I know. Is that creature? Yeah. Yeah. She can you see she's not she's I don't think I can see back here. No, but I love the orange inlays on that one. Isn't that fun? Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. can you just create inlays out of the Picard material? Mm-hmm. Sorry, we, we were talking about old blood noise. I didn't mean to completely yeah. derail that. That's fine. So Sunlight Reverb, playing on the relationship between pedal and player, input and output, OB and E presents Sunlight Dynamically Held Reverb. Sunlight features three new reverb, al- reverb algorithms unique to OB and E lineup, each with the added of ability to freeze the reverb trails when the player stops playing. So that's really, really cool. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I feel like it'd be ideal for, well, as a lot of synth pedals are coming out or have come out uh, recently for guitar players, like that kind of carries the vibe of like playing a pad. Mm-hmm. And a lot, I feel like a lot of times guitar players, especially singers, songwriters, they just want to play, not have to strum <laughs> and just yeah. play changes sometimes. Yep. Totally. Um, I think it would be really I gotta, cool. I got to get this one. Yeah. I, I kind of want to do, I, uh, I like doing like wet dry mixes on, on board setups. Uh, and I think it'd be really fun to do like an AB switch and mm. strum a chord out with the, the infinite hold reverb and then hit the AB switch over to the other side and just play something else over the top of it back and forth. Oh That'd be gosh. a lot of footwork, but I think that could be super fun for, for a song. Yeah. Have you guys messed with uh, using Ableton to like do all your MIDI switching for you? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I am just, oof, MIDI is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I might have to do that for an upcoming tour. Yeah. And so just like uh, popping that question in there in case anybody. <laughs> anybody I did that listening? years ago. But- yeah, because listening? I see these bands and they're like, they've got keys, they've got the whole board going and I'm like, you did not step on one pedal. What is happening? Oh, you have something in the background kind of just running the length of the track. Right. Yeah. Next episode. (laughs) Yeah. That's, I just wish I had the, I need, I need to make more time. If anybody has 
tips on how to make time, I'd love to know. You, you have to take yourself seriously enough to schedule in that time in your life and not just stare at the wall because you're so tired. Cause that's normally what I end up doing. <laughs> Dude. Like honestly, like I got like an email today from someone who like approached me about doing a demo and I sent my rate and then they sent back this long thing about how like, Oh, well, we want to build a relationship, not pay. And I kind of feel bad about saying no but i'm like it sounds like you really just don't value my time that's what i was gonna say yeah i'm i read sorry. the email and i'm like no that's patently offensive that's dude yeah yeah and it's like so the kind sorry. of company it it's the kind of company that i like want to support because like it yeah. is a small company but i'm like I, and i just kind of want to say i like i don't think that you understand how much work it is to do this kind of video because it's not like it's not just like an a simple type of pedal it's not even a pedal it's like something that would involve like an installation and a b so oh. it'd be like filming the twice it'd be editing and splicing yep. it'd be an installation it'd be like a five to ten hour process and um for for, for a product and i yeah that's a question that I actually have for you as a as a creator, which we don't have to talk about or we can edit out. But should I ask you now or later? Go ahead. Go for it. <laughs> ask the question. Um, we can always edit out later. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. Um, you know, like I, I take like demos f are like three hundred bucks. Like that's the base rate from for the magazine that I work for. Yeah. And I, and I end up, you know, and some people get paid more because they have more followers or whatever, you know, more time, but it's uh, can you hear me? Okay. Am I very far away still? You sound great. Okay. Um, and you know, for approximately, you know, unfortunately I do like a lot of editing. It ends up being creating, creating the, the pieces of music getting all the settings, taking those shots. It's like eight hours for 300 bucks. And I'm like, is that, it can be eight hours. Like, is that a price point that, that is realistic anymore? You know? I mean, that's a, that's a question you have to ask yourself. Right. Um, is that like what you feel comfortable making in a day's work? And do you see it actually contributing to what you want to build in the future? Mm -hmm. That's. I want to get paid more for it. <laughs> That's what I want. Yep. So yeah, I don't mind you, putting in legwork now. Yours is a lot more than what I do. You do more work than I do. So I think you should get paid more personally. Well, I was going to suggest like, I'm sorry, the light in here is so dramatic. Um, there, I was going to suggest tears. Mm -hmm. Like, Pro yep. Like, I don't know if you do that already. I had a, I was thinking like, do I do tiers where if somebody wants me to just do like my thoughts or like a couple, couple examples versus like putting it on like a, a whole track, you know, Right. and yeah. those tiers would vary. Um, and that would be a way to like help out people, even though you didn't like the way that they talked to you <laughs> in that email. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and I can't, the thing is, I can't do that unless I, you know, install the product. I, yeah. I can't get yeah, my Yeah, that's kind of dramatic. Yeah, <laughs> like if it was a, 
Cause like, I don't, I don't put things on whole tracks. I don't, I don't compose pieces. A lot of people do that. And it's like, I'm in awe of the, of those individuals. I sit down with a product and I walk through the parameters and right. I do it in a very conversational type of way. And mm-hmm. so when I do pedals or when I do guitars, it is, it's kind of more educational. It's kind of more conversational. It's like a friend showing you something that they got that they're excited totally. about. Which so that's my, super yes, valid. Yeah. So, you know, and ultimately part of that is to keep my, um, my, my work time down, mm-hmm. my editing time down. And so that I, you know, don't spend eight hours on a demo because that's just not realistic, uh, for me, for what I charge for demos. Mm-hmm. And basically when I, when I ask for something specifically, I don't charge for it. So when someone approaches me, that's when, I ah yeah typically charge for things to be yeah. real. Um, so so go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna pitch in my two cents if it's if it's welcomed here. By yeah, my two cents, I was gonna actually of course refer to uh, an Instagram creator that I've been following recently, um, freelance expert. I am. I think a lot of that carries over to. I've been watching the. He does reels. His name's Jamie Brindle, and I've been watching his stuff the last month or so and realizing that there's a lot that I can learn for how I apply that to Fox Cairo um, as uh, a separate business entity. And uh, I I would say I can send you the link to his Instagram. There's some really, really great advice in terms of how to set expectations with the clients and different options for pricing structures and how to handle some of those awkward awkward customer inter- interactions um, from someone who's been doing freelance work. I don't, I'm not honestly sure what industry, but I think he tees it up to be very straightforward and universally applicable. Um, what's his account again? His name is Jamie Brindle, I want to say. Let me double check that. Um, and then it, he's got it all like in reels, makes it like 30 seconds of like mm-hmm. really solid advice. The Jamie Brindle, business of freelance. He's got just shy of 100k followers. Um, oh. but yeah, I mean, I, I've been. Thank I you. think some of that customer interaction in terms of raising rates and figuring out what that looks like. I think a lot of those questions. There's there's something at least worth mining in that in that page. Yeah, because I mean, I have to. We have to value our our time yep. because it's finite. It, it yeah. really is finite. <laughs> and for every yeah. for every business that wants the the freebie, there's another business that's willing to pay. Yeah, yeah. and and I look at things like when weeks on weeks where I don't release a lot of videos is probably because I have a writing assignment. I get paid a lot more for those. Yeah, and I can do them a lot faster. So I mean, like most people know, well, not a lot of people know. I do copy copywriting is my full time job. It's my day job. And it's how I pay my bills and it's in the same space. And um, I'm a lot fat. I'm pretty fast at it. And uh, sometimes I get freelance projects that are involved writing too. So when I get those, um, I do tend to, to favor them a little bit. Uh, they're not as exciting always, mm-hmm. but they, for the work that they take, you know, they, they pay pretty well. And you're talking about spending eight hours for $300 doing a video. And I think, you know, I can write an article <laughs> in that amount of time and get $800. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Someone, someone recently, like I, I posted on Instagram that I, uh, uh quit my job and mm-hmm. I was like, I'm open for work. Um, cause I'm not too proud to, to beg. <laughs> and, uh, I had a friend actually contact me and they were like, I've been paying people a hundred dollars to like, you know, contribute to his record in some way. It's like, and he asked, would you play a song and sing? And I'm like, and I was like kind of offended. For a hundred bucks? For a hundred bucks. Like, like both those things for a hundred dollars? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was like, uh, that's, that's under a scale. Does he know what like scale not, is? <laughs> I don't know. I, I told him like, I, I, uh, am not a session musician. I put in a lot of time and write what I think it would <clears throat> be appropriate for this piece of music. Um, so I'm not just going to noodle over it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very methodical when it comes to yeah. recording. I said I can't do it for anything less than three hundred dollars. Yeah, and he was like, "Cool." I and you know, so sometimes you just got to ask for what you're worth, and yeah. or even. The Even worst play. thing that someone can say is no. Yeah. And then you have more time to do whatever else. Yeah. And um, that was nice. I, I also have a friend who works in theater who said, tell them that you charge twice as much as you normally charge and see what happens. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? Yeah. You, and with the same advice, like, you can, mm-hmm. you can, they can always say no. Yeah. And that's the worst. And that's the worst thing that can happen. So, and ultimately, I feel like... Um, you know, sometimes it is a risk that somebody just says no and doesn't negotiate. Mm-hmm. That is a risk. And um, it ultimately comes down to can you Most of my life on reverb. Some- yeah. <laughs> can you afford for somebody to say no? Yeah. Um, so, like, for the premier guitar stuff, like, can you afford for them to say no and, like, what was the worst case scenario that they don't then give you any more work? And can you afford uh, that? Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of the, <laughs> that's the that's the question more than anything I think um, yeah. would be in, in my mind like if the work stops coming completely um, and then could you fill it with something else could you just do it on your own and charge your own rates and have these own companies come to you because that's what a lot of other demo people do and then you can keep one day the money. one day maybe but these guys like they really or people in general on on the demo circuit on YouTube they really crank they just crank it out just shred shred all over it and i'm like i like writing music and so i, I don't want to just play chords that's just my personal mm-hmm. brand or whatever you know yeah any hoozle thank you for entertaining me on that topic <laughs> totally no but it's, it's something that a lot of people talk about and you know um i talk with a lot of other demo people every day about these exact kinds of things and Mm -hmm. you know it's been a weird summer because we were talking before the podcast started like there were almost no real releases this summer and then this week there were like five there were the harmony guitars with silhouettes with the bigsby's harmony amps which you were part of um through harmony congratulations Mm -hmm. that was exciting you want to talk about those a little bit or how that all came together yeah, I uh, I really dig the amps, um, but aside from from that, uh, I I really wanted to try their tiny little um, 
the H66, I think, kind of model that they have. Uh, it's super small. I forget the exact name. <clears throat> I had it in like champagne or the gold color. And so I, you know, texted people around in the gear community. I was like, how do you, do you know anybody I could, <laughs> who would give about, me. Are you talking about this little baby? No, that the guitar, it's the guitar. Oh yeah. Those things are cool. <clears throat> yeah. The, uh, so yeah, they have the P90s the little, in it. it. Yeah. The very, very tiny one. Yeah. yeah. And I'm obsessed with tiny guitars, <clears throat> very lightweight. So <clears throat> that's how I sort of started the, relationship with with harmony <clears throat> and then um then they contact me to do the be sort of like their gear person for for the amp release and like play a couple samples so uh, i went over there uh to the studio where they were filming or a house actually filmed all of that uh and they also let me borrow four three of the amp well the three amps like over mm-hmm. a period of like a two months um, just so I could get a flavor for it and kind of speak just on my of my own experience, and uh, yeah, and then I created the uh, the the reel that they asked me to do, which I was stoked on because that's the kind of I love doing that kind of work. Totally. Um, yeah. yeah, and um, <clears throat> I have the six oh five, and it's again it's like low watt, smallish amp. It's actually a good size amp weighs probably like 25 pounds and um, it's loud. It can be less loud. The attenuator, it, it gets, you know, the higher gain sounds sound more, more fizzy, like mm-hmm. um, than like full bodied uh, fuzz. And that's probably my favorite sound is like maxing out the gain and <clears throat> turning it like using a, like I use my torpedo captor X and just getting this like gravelly fuzz sound and turning the uh, the tone knob down on my guitar, and it's just a very subtly like beautiful sound. That's probably my favorite. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. I, I actually I watched a couple of the videos. I really like the six oh five. I feel like the reverb on the six oh five sound a little stronger than the reverb I saw. The only other one I watched was on the. The 650. Um, That's a full spring tank. I know, but it didn't really yeah. sound as, um, like it got as wet almost as I, I would have hoped it would. Yeah. It didn't um, drip. Not, the, the 605 really, like Ryan Burks especially, um, he seemed to get it in that territory. <laughs> if anyone could, he could. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I like the six oh five. Um, did you get to pick which one you when you which, which, yeah. which one you took home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. I mean, the six fifty is a behemoth. Truly, sure. it is absolutely like when they brought it over. I'm like, you need to just bring it inside for me because I can't carry it. It's like um, sixty seventy pounds. Yeah, I mean, I it remember is, seeing the specs when I was drafting the first product copy way yeah, back when, it, like a while. Yeah. That's these cool. Have been, didn't like, that. yeah. Well, they've been working on these since like 2019, right? A lot of work goes into product releases. It's a lot of people don't well, see the behind the scenes on that. There have it just been also such COVID product shortage, too. like component shortages and mm-hmm. shipping yeah. problems. Like they can't. Apparently, one of the big problems is just like empty shipping containers sitting empty because they won't ship it back empty. 
Mm-hmm. So they need to wait for something that they to be able to put stuff back in it to ship it back because they won't just ship it empty because it's twenty five thousand dollars and it used to be five thousand dollars. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Wow. No, uh, international shipping costs have gone completely through the roof. I mean, the cost per pallet for stuff that I deal with um, is just absurd. Uh, and then yeah, it's bananas. Um, Chipset shortages has been super huge. Um, I know I've seen uh, enclosure shortages for guitar pedals has been a thing recently. Um, what I've heard on the on the circuits, and yeah, I mean it's an absolute mess to be sourcing materials right now. Yeah, I wonder how they're I wonder how they're doing it, especially <laughs> releasing it now. Um, <clears throat> they're made in China, I believe, so they're able to keep their prices down and still offer quite a lot of bang for your buck, yeah. <clears throat> which you know rubs people the wrong way, maybe. But um, if you really want like a a loud ass versatile amplifier, you can't really complain from like a six hundred dollar amp. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And then the 650 is only a thousand dollars. Yeah, it's like nine ninety nine, right? Yeah, a fifty <laughs> watt amp there. with a spring reverb tank, yep. an analog spring reverb tank, and I think a two driven tremolo unit in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might a get really loud. Deal. It and an it attenuator will. and a direct out. Yeah, that sounds. That's a pretty. Which... That's a pretty good deal. <laughs> Yeah, attenuator yeah. and direct out's a huge deal for me living with other people in my living arrangement. I, th- I think that's kind of why I'm, I'm surprised it hasn't had like a little bit more attention. Because just like that feature set seems pretty pretty stellar for the price point to me. Oh, absolutely. It is. When they told me, when they were running me through the amps, I was like shocked. Absolutely shocked, but I, I mean that is part of what you get by going overseas. Um, yeah, yeah. I I don't. I why do you think? Um, why do you think the imp- the impressions are maybe haven't been as as um, loud Big. as for other things? Yeah, I you know I think there's a couple of reasons. I was talking with someone else, and you know I think again it's that there it's not like it was surprised that they existed. We, they. They've been seen since 2019. Like people knew they were coming since 2019. So it was kind of like, oh yeah, those things finally got released, I guess. And another thing, and this is something that um, I think Lauren from Band Labs had mentioned to me when the guitars got released. When I mentioned like, oh, those those prices are really good for guitars that seem like they're this quality. And she said, yeah, but people think Harmony guitars should be $500 or less. Just regardless of the quality anything like that, that people just have in their brains that a brand that's called Harmony should be a cheap Sears and Roebuck guitar. Yeah, so, it's odd. Who think, thinks that except for like older player? That would be my impression as someone who's lived during that time. I think you I, answered I your question. Yeah, they, not to offend, but I mean, <clears> it's, a brand new, it's a brand new company. Really? Yeah. It's right. just a name. It's just a heritage name. You know? Yeah. I mean, Those just o- overcoming the, the historical, like it's, you go into a pawn shop and find a harmony sitting there in the corner for 450 bucks. You talk now the three twenty five and walk out the door happy. And yeah, uh, mm-hmm. that that's because it's been that way for so long. And um, I, I, I get that there's a, a brand association there to get over, but it's not the same that it was before. So people need to, I don't know. It, it, yeah. Acclimate. 
I think yeah. that's a unique challenge with taking over a, a legacy mm-hmm. brand that's been defunct for a while and rebooting yeah. it. I think Super has been dealing with the same thing, um, sure, to a different degree. Mm-hmm. Um, they just they got a acquired by D'Angelico, right? Super. Yeah, uh, they were owned by Pigtronics before, and I remember yeah. they got sold. And I don't remember to who off the top of my head. They're all owned by the same company, Dan, uh, D'Angelico, Supro, Pigtronics. Oh, okay, no. okay. They're all part of the same company. I just don't know what the exact like tiers of ownership are because they stopped making Supro guitars, and now I see them featured alongside. These are weird things Bond you like pick up audio. on. <laughs> Bond audio. <laughs> Just like because another... they made those amazing uh, 26 and a half scale baritones. And I'm like, where'd they go? Those are cool guitars. When I worked at Guitar Center, I remember getting a whole bunch of them. And I think, and I remember them being super slick. And I remember the coolest feature I thought uh, for like a sub thousand dollar guitar was the, uh, the whole body was like high gloss finish, except for the back of the neck. They had like a pretty clear cut on the back mm-hmm. for a satin finish. It just played so nicely for yeah. a painted neck. Um yeah, that black satin neck was really nice. Yeah. Take note. And then the gold foils. I just thought the gold foil with the S on it was a little cheesy, but they sounded good. Yeah, it was it was too much branding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you looking at? Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm just Are you discovering the... that it's like the food industry where like everything's owned by like three brands? I was just trying to figure mm-hmm. out what like some timeline stuff, but I sure. am unable to apparently. So no big deal. Sorry about that. No, all good. All good. All good. You- Continue. It's all good. Um, yeah, it's it's always weird when you so many so many brands owned by brands. It's always kind of weird to to see. That kind of thing. Totally. Yeah. I wonder if it's like the only way you can stay afloat unless you're like a solo builder, you know? Yeah. You know, and then and some kind of fly under the radar. Like I think a lot of people forget or don't realize like, like the walrus is owned by all parts. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, obviously Harmony, Tysco, Band Labs, uh, Mono, um, I think is Vintage Guitar also part of that uh Band Labs Technologies family. I don't know. I think Guitar.com is. Yes, also that. Uh, and and NME. A, yeah, nothing wrong with that. No, it's just really interesting to see. I mean, as long as it's good products, that's fine. Yeah, I absolutely. Care. I don't particularly I- care. I don't have a problem with the business structure inherently by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Like same thing with Fender owns a, a whole bunch Gresh of lands. And, and Jackson. Yep. They do. I think they do a fine job managing all of those brands in tandem. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of them, have you played the new Supersonic in Sparkle Blue? No, but I'm supposed to be getting one. Hell yeah. I'm uh, <laughs> playing my, my old Supersonic, the one that fell off the wall at the gig tonight. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying off oh, fuck because it fell off the wall? Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. It, you know, just got some chips in the paint. It's fine. I have some Lawlers, um, I think the Imperials in it. Mm. Uh, so it sounds really good. And I, I switched the, um, I, I just have a Master Tone, Master Volume 
in it and uh and i have uh, coil splits so it's uh yeah i saw you did and you you didn't did you solder was that your first yeah, soldering I saw, experience no, no I've, I've soldered for a couple of years i taught myself on uh while watching the thanksgiving parade one year that's a that's the right forum for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so, soldering freaks me out because of I'm like, what if I burn my fingers? Yeah, Great. I think that every time. And I think that as long as you you think I better not burn my fingers, then you you'll definitely will... screw it up. <laughs> no, no, you'll just be more careful, and you won't burn your fingers because you'll be careful. It's I I feel as though it's best that I don't know how to solder because then I'll just be. F- messing around with every single piece of gear I have probably ruin it and uh, buying like too many different kinds of, you know, pots or just to experiment. Yep. You do that. That's what I really love to do. I mostly just experiment. Yeah. I, I mostly say like, I, I'll talk to Sean from gun street wiring because I'm probably going to, I always like to upgrade the squires. So I have the baritone. So I'm gonna probably gonna talk to Sean from Gun Street and like maybe upgrade the the wiring and the switches. Um, maybe we'll find some new new P90s uh, for that. Maybe talk to Lawler and see what they can do for me, or uh, maybe Curtis Lamberton. Uh, what was your biggest impression with the? Uh, I watched your your video, but remind me with the, the uh, baritone because I always thought it sounded good. I think it sounds really good, and I think the quality of construction is just fantastic. I also have the Eastwood baritone, the side jack, um, and what I've always fucking hated the neck on that thing. I think it sounds is like it fine. No, it's just like the fret work on it is shitty. Oh yeah. So it's like unpolished frets, sharp fret edges, and I've always meant to like kind of like fix it, but I don't. I don't play it enough. Like I have a couple, I have, I have one person that I gig with sometimes. I obviously I haven't gigged with in a while um, that I I'll use. I'll play the baritone with her. Uh, cause she is just acoustic guitar, me on baritone and a drummer. Cause she, she wants more low end, but she doesn't want to get a bassist, but she wants electric guitar, but she's one a bassist. And I'm like, you it's need perfect something. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. That's what I thought. So, um, I'll play this and every time I play I'm like these frets suck and then I get this thing I'm like wow this fret work on this is so much nicer and it's like two-thirds the price of the Eastwood so never sell it (laughs) never sell a baritone never sell Fender Squire baritone because then they just go up in price yeah uh, but the jack later, on it was sixteen hundred dollars. Yeah, some people <laughs> complain about the switch and the jack in it. Uh, I think I've talked about this in every episode. People complain about the jack in it, but that was like a five Easy minute fix. fix. Yeah, yeah, just replace it with an electro socket and some basic soldering skills and a screwdriver. <sighs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> or you it's take a, it. To it's your a slippery t- slope. You take it to your tech, and it's a bench fee. Right. Yeah. I, uh, my, my tech is now in Seattle. So, oh, wow. <laughs> your um, tech is my tech now. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Lucky duck. Um, I, this is it's the same reason why I don't collect vinyl because I know I would have a problem. Yeah. I so I just consciously avoid so I don't have to, you know, every time you move and you've got hundreds of pounds worth of <laughs> vinyl with you, it's the worst. 
You guys, my burrito is about to arrive. Yes, and I think that's a great time to stop. Uh, where can people find you? Oh, on the internet. My <laughs> on uh, Instagram, I go by Vava and Vivo. It's V A V A E N V I V O. Nice. And then, uh, yeah, and then on uh, YouTube, I'm Vava. Has an accent. Um, I only have like one real Geary video on that, but uh, soon we'll be populating more since I have more time. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thanks for having me, you guys. Well, thanks for joining us and everyone out there. Uh, this has been Get Offset. Please like, comment, subscribe below. Check us out on patreon.com slash getoffset, getoffsetpodcast.com slash shop. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for understanding. Until next time, my name is Emily. My name is Andrew. That's Vanessa. Goodbye. One, two, three. Bye.